0: Not take product if you are hypersensitive.
1: All right. Oh, hey there, internet, and happy Halloween! Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is a podcast where I typically have my friends on and we talk about life over a couple drinks. This week's a bit different. This week, I have two very, very special guests on the podcast. Super excited for this one because it is in the spirit of Halloween. I did want to do something super cool for you guys and something that I'm actually extremely interested in. One thing I will admit on the show right here and now is that I do have a guilty pleasure for any type of paranormal investigation show. Um, Specifically, Ghost Adventures is my guilty pleasure. I'm a little bit obsessed. Um, I just love anything paranormal or spooky or weird or creepy. Um, So I've always been interested in paranormal investigations. This week, I was so lucky to have Earl and Darcy from Paranormal Investigations Nova Scotia. They also run the Facebook group Haunted Nova Scotia. So there's two places where you can find these guys and see what they're up to. It is super cool. They do a lot of investigations here locally around Nova Scotia. And they know a lot about the subject. They've been doing this for a very long time. So I was lucky enough to have them over last week to record. In this episode, we learn all about paranormal investigating. We talk a lot about spirits, the different experiences that Earl and Darcy has had that have kind of gotten them to this point of being paranormal investigators. So it was really, really super cool, and I learned a lot, and we even did an investigation in my apartment um, near the end for, for a little bit of the podcast. We do actually run some of the equipment in my apartment, and it is super duper, duper cool. I really do hope to have these guys back on, so if you did enjoy this, and if this is something that interests you guys, please let me know, because I will certainly do more of this. In terms of my Halloween, I actually just got back from Toronto where I saw Katy Perry live on Halloween night, and I am still reeling from the high of it. We actually got upgraded to the drop zone, which is like the front row section of her concert. It was essentially the best night of my life. I can't even begin to describe how fun it was and how amazing it was I'll probably do a podcast about it at some point. That's how good it was. So be sure to check out Paranormal Investigations Nova Scotia and Haunted Nova Scotia on Facebook if you are interested in this. Those are two awesome places to go if you are interested in this type of thing. And as always, make sure you are subscribed on iTunes and Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you check out Intoxicated Reviews as well. That's a second channel we have hosted by Corey. Um, He does an awesome job of bringing you really awesome TV and movie recaps and reviews. And he's getting a lot of stand-up comedians on his channel. So, So it's really awesome. Make sure you are subscribed to Intoxicated Reviews can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Podcast. We are on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. We have a website www.intoxicatedpodcast.com. Now let's get to the show. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm really, really, really excited to have Earl Laddie and Darcy O'Neill from, um, and it's Maritime.
0: It's uh, Paranormal Investigations Nova Scotia.
1: Paranormal Investigations Nova Scotia. And they are here today to talk about just that, paranormal investigating. So... Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you um, for having us.
1: Yeah. I'm very, very excited. So we are actually drinking some Propeller Pumpkin Ale um, in the spirit of Halloween. It's next week. So <laughs> I'm getting in the spirit. So let's bring it in for a cheers if we yeah. can. Yeah, sure. definitely. definitely To get it going. Perfect. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I actually really like this. I'm not normally a beer person. but so <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. So, it's
2: good. It's good. Yeah.
1: So welcome, welcome, welcome. So first question for you guys. How did you guys... How did this company start?
0: Uh I've always been interested in the paranormal. Um, and when I moved back home to Nova Scotia, I got on Facebook and I wanted to see just how many people in Nova Scotia were interested in ghost stories. Uh, our main Facebook group is Haunted Nova Scotia. It's got oh, yes. a little over 15,000 members right now um and
1: gonna be posting in that group
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh once it really caught on and i saw how popular it was um i started to meet people from haunted nova scotia for coffee and we started kind of going out investigating places that like cemeteries and places that are open to the public Mm -hmm. and we realized that we had a really good group of people so we decided to uh turn it into a business to get it registered. Uh, we're insured and um yeah Darcy and I have been working together for five years doing wow. this.
1: Wow. Yeah. And so and Darcy told me before we started, You're a butcher.
2: I'm actually a butcher by trade, yes. Butcher
1: by trade and, and Earl here is in school for T V, radio and journalism.
2: Yes I am wow. at Waterfront Campus.
1: How did those two meet? How did you how did you guys meet? You're like
2: uh, we actually met my wife is was at the time Earl was dating my wife's cousin. Ah. So this is where the connection kind of started. I was talking to her one day about 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 ghosts and, you know, paranormal and things happening and that and she said, Have you talked to Earl? And I said, No, why? And she said, Well he's in he's on the same lines you are and I'd and then a light bulb clicked in, and I was like, Well, I know who I'm gonna be talking to next <laughs> 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 we're going to hang out. Yeah. We're going to have some talks. So I went and uh, met up with Earl one day. We were chatting that. And he was telling me, "Oh, so I started this hunt in Nova Scotia. I'm looking to start, you know, Paranormal Investigation in Nova Scotia. What do you think? And I thought, yes, I am game. That's Please all we're is doing. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah.
1: So um, how many people on your team in total?
0: Uh, We have 11 members right now. Um, And that allows us to... Uh, go to different places on the same night. Like, team members might be... Some might be in Amherst, some might be in the city. Uh, if we get a lot of requests, uh, I can decide, okay, who's off work on a certain day? Can you go do this for me? Right. So, yeah, we cover a lot of distance. Um, all of the members of my group are uh, extremely professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darcy and I have known them for years. We're all very, very close friends. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and um basically... I think we've always stayed right around a 10-member, 11-member, yeah. 11 It's a good amount. Yeah, nice Not and small. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's just big enough to cover ground.
0: Exactly. But, yeah.
1: but small enough to stay intimate and stay Everybody like close knows thing. each other. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And everybody's close friends, so.
1: And so if someone wanted to join your team, do you, like, and let's just say they literally just have an interest in ghosts they they just have the interest would you train them like you'd obviously train them in all the equipment and everything
0: uh we do and i'm also going to be training some of my members in editing soon so that they can help out with that um but yeah people can reach out to us uh and say and people often do uh how do i join and basically um through the winter months, we're not as busy as the summer. I don't mm. like to have investigators out on bad roads or, you know, you never know when a storm's going to kick up. So, so true. Uh, but yeah, and basically, um, if somebody's interested in joining us, I meet them with another team member and we just sit down and have a beer or a coffee and talk to them and get a re- they can get a read for what we do right. and we can get an impression on what they're all about. yeah. Okay. And our main thing is just for people, new members, to realize that it's not like TV and you don't always get evidence. Yes!
1: That was something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Because I think that there's kind of a, what's the word, maybe like a stigma attached to paranormal investigators where people are just like, oh, they're, they're making something out of every little noise. And it's like, no. And paranormal investigators, they're investigators. So, like, it's your kind of job... To figure out, was that the wind or was that something else? Exactly. Like yeah. you kind of have to, because like I watch. You guys are gonna laugh. Ghost Adventures, okay. which is one of the big shows on yeah, TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is very like. Mm-hmm. There are very lots of frills and lots of editing and lots of reenactments and stuff and it kinda of gets away from the meat and potatoes of paranormal investigating, which yeah. is like, yeah, sometimes you're not gonna find anything. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's that's why you like that's why it's really neat because it's kinda of combining so, like a science, dare I say? Or like it, the technical is science side of things. To it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. I would say for sure, there'd be a science to it because uh, you know, you have to take in consideration, you know, um you know, you're, if you're going to a building and you're looking at it, you can take an consideration the engineering of the building, the, how the building, what year the building was built, mm-hmm. you know, what's the history behind the building. So it's all, um, you know, I would say a combination of history and, you know, and science put and it all together.
1: technical, too. Yeah. Yes, it the is. Technical side of things. Because as internal investigators, like, you must have a belief of ghosts, but at the same time, You're gonna debunk debunk stuff. We do, oh sure, yeah. And that's what's like—that's what I love about it, because it's not like you guys are total, like, oh, everything is a ghost. Yeah. It's like you're in between a skeptic and a full believer. Exactly. If that makes sense, you're kind of in the middle. Yep. And that's kind of where I fall, which leads me to my next question, which is, I guess, where did the interest come from? Did you guys have any experiences that kind of made you all of a sudden be interested in this world, like? Oh, you're smirking.
2: He's, He's smirking. smirking I guys. love this. Yeah, get You want to go first? then? I, yes. I grew up in a
0: haunted house. Um, my parents just sold it, but uh, it's a, it was a farmhouse and it was over 200 years old. And uh, the first thing that I really remember noticing, I was probably about eight or nine, and my bedroom light would come on or off, uh, but it wouldn't. Guess it wasn't like the bulb flickering. I could actually watch a switch go down or, <gasps> come, or come up. And mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, my sister, uh, is a year older than me and she had similar things happening. Now at the time, because we were young, my parents, of course, said, no, no, it's just your imagination. Yeah. But when it came, to, when I really started getting involved in this and it turned into a business, uh, my parents were interested in what I was doing. And then they both admitted that, yes, like we always knew that there was a few odd things going on here and that the host responded. Uh, but you and your sister being young, we didn't want to frighten you, so we just always said, you know, just it's your imagination. It's an old house, so. Uh, and yeah, ever since then, I've just been completely fascinated with it.
1: And how old were you at that time?
0: About yeah. eight, I would say, <sighs> old enough to know, you know, no, mo- off. yeah, like to tell them, no, mom and dad, like I actually saw the light switch go down. It, it's oh. not like the light bulb just flickered. I heard it and saw it click so down. Saw it
1: go down. That's so cool. Cr- Did you ever find out? Anything about your house like like what happened before you lived there
0: uh, or anything like that? Not really. I think it was just um past relatives that like relatives in the past have died in my parents' house. Um and interestingly enough, my father's father, who passed away in the house was absolutely terrified of the upstairs and he was a very strict no-nonsense religious man but he i found this out when uh they told me yes we did know it was haunted apparently he would never go upstairs in his own house because in his own words he was scared of the ghost up there oh my god and this was from a gentleman that you know didn't believe in anything like this And very, very staunchly religious. But in his own home, he refused to go in certain areas of it. So uh, that's pretty cool.
1: That is really cool. Because that's kind of something I always think about when I think about people who are hardcore skeptics. I know a couple of them. They're probably listening right now. Um, (laughs) I'm not. Like, I've always just believed in that. But um, just the idea of, like, why are you so skeptical? Like, is it because you don't want to believe that things might be lingering on this earth? Like... You want so firmly to believe that there's something after death that, like, you you just, you die and you go there and that's it. Exactly. But you don't really want to face the fact that there might be energy still lingering.
0: Exactly. And we're all made up of energy. And, uh, and I think, and I think Darcy would agree with me that that energy, uh, can stay here, especially in cases where somebody died tragically and very suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've gotten into investigations where uh, we believe that the spirit that we are communicating with doesn't know that he's dead.
1: Right. Um, it just
0: happens so quickly. And uh, we have worked with CTV for Halloween episodes in the past, and the first year that we worked with them, we went to the Five Fishermen. And uh, which used to be Snow's funeral home and after the Halifax explosion as well as uh, the sinking when the Titanic went down a lot of the bodies were brought to Snow's funeral home wow. uh, on one of our audio feeds uh, Suzette Bellavo, who's a reporter for CTV and Darcy were asking who are we talking to and in that video audio clip you can hear it's Drake um, a male voice say it's Drake so Suzette Beliveau, uh researched that and William Drake was a 21-year-old man who died in a Halifax explosion. Oh. And his remains were sent to Snow's funeral home. And where Darcy and Suzette were sitting doing an EVP session was the exact spot where his body was in prepared. No. And that was something that Suzette, who did believe in this, but was very much, I need to see concrete proof, Yes. sent me a message and told me this. And like I told her, that's about as real as you can get in terms of verifying it
1: damn the five, and i like that's one of the places that i always hear about
2: yeah when yeah. i hear
1: about haunted halifax is the five fisherman and yeah. the henry house too that's another one
2: yeah the henry house on barrington street yeah. yeah
1: yeah i mean like halifax is just loaded with these older buildings that have so much history attached to them
0: yeah they are yeah it's crazy and when you think about it too with the explosions and kind of like all of those people would have died. So mm-hmm. suddenly and so tragically that they wouldn't, if their energy is still around, they might not know where they are or what happened to them.
1: They might be confused. And listen, The Sixth Sense, they were on something with Bruce Willis.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> they, were. Yeah, they
1: were. It's not just a, a, a twisty pot plot line. It's There's actually <laughs> legit stuff with that. So what about you? What 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 experience did you have that kind of made you interested in it?
2: Uh, probably, like you said, probably at a young age, yeah. probably about eight or nine, things started happening, you know. Not necessarily at my mom and dad's house. It was pretty pretty quiet there, but just uh, things. As, as I say, things. I mean, as people were coming to me, which I had a no idea who they were. Um, you know, I mean, I seen a couple of my relatives. That you actually saw. I've actually saw people like full blown people. No. Yeah. Oh
1: my
2: god. What two that I cut three that actually stick out in my mind is one. I was with my mother, and my mother. I, I believe my mother has kind of. The same sense I Mm got—that's you know, ability to talk and see people outside the outside the regular warm norm that other people can't. So we were going down the road down in Toronto down Roby Street. We parked by the cemetery. We're leaving the mall, and we looked across the street. And when we looked across the street, we see my grandfather walking down Cemetery Road, and he had a pair of blue jeans on, blue plaid shirt, and black loafers. And the weird part was, he was passed away for six months. (gasps) Before, after we seen it was true. He was dead for six months. When me and my mother both looked and we both saw him at the we same
1: time. We both saw him
2: at the same time, and it was almost like time stopped. Still, clear as nothing. day too. Like clear looked like day. just a
1: normal person walking down the street.
2: Just like an old person walking that's down the crazy. street. Yeah, and another one happened when I was at my brother's house. We were at his house there one night, and uh, we were sitting there talking that, and he went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I was in the living room, and how it was, we looked in the living room. His bedroom was on towards the end of the living room. So, as I'm looking up, I see an old older gentleman in a white uh, dress shirt, t-shirt dress shirt, sweater vest, and tan pants looking at me. And I'm looking at him. And I have no idea who he was. He just stared at me. and I stared back at him for about what seemed to be an eternity, which was probably only about two or three seconds. Right. Did- and then I put my head down, looked back up, and he was gone.
1: That's what, that was my next question. Like, if you actually see people vanish or if it's just kind of like... You look away and then you look back and they're gone.
2: Yeah, it's pretty well look back and look and then they're gone.
1: That is. So, have (laughs) you ever seen anything or have you just, like, any people, like, figures? Uh,
0: Yes, I have. And, um, and a lot of the time, uh, on investigations, we've seen, uh, Mm. what commonly is referred to as shadow people, just, uh, jet black, um, Figure, and we, I've seen that quite a bit. Uh, there's a spot in Lower Toro that we go, that uh, very negative piece of land. We don't know quite why. It's very hard to find a history on this land. But um we've seen shadow people uh, all over that property, and they usually just stand and watch us. Um, Darcy and I both, throughout this, have been fascinated with a cemetery in East Hance County, which is mm-hmm. where I grew up. And, again, very negative uh, vibe there. And we've both seen shadow people. You'll just look, and they're standing there, and they're just completely jet black. And uh, they're just watching us. And you always get the feeling that they're negative. Um, Now, I don't know if they're always negative, because uh, the way our vision works, if we notice something that's not in the light spectrum that we view the world in, it wouldn't have any color to us. It would just appear jet black. So if it was in the ultraviolet realm or the infrared realm of light, um, if it was moving, uh, we would see it and, but there wouldn't be any color to it because we couldn't attribute color to that. And actually young children often, um, you know, parents will tell us like my baby's watching something. Uh, children are born with the ability to see a little ways into the ultraviolet realm and it, it quickly deteriorates because as soon as we start aging our vision deteriorates almost when mm-hmm. we're toddler on but um it's always in the peripheral vision is where this um where this film that babies have on their eyes is and some people uh retain a little bit of that and that's why a lot of people will say, I always see something in the corner of my <gasps> eye, but when I turn to face it dead on, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's it's not there, and that's because you're changing uh, the position of your head, you're looking, so your peripheral is no longer facing what you saw, so of course you're not going to see it.
1: Happens it. to me all the time.
0: And that's why, and that's why babies are often, well, you know, Darcy has three children and uh, his son is actually... Um, I would say a naturally gifted um, sensitive at least right now Really, and I've talked to him about uh, what he's seen and children are very in tune to this and I think it's a combination of uh, their vision and that ability that they're born with deteriorating as well as some parents always saying you know, it's your imagination there's no such thing as this, just ignore it Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that because often children are frightened Um, but I think it's more important to listen to what your child is saying and make sure they're not frightened. (laughs) Now, in Darcy's son's case, he was more curious than anything. Yeah. And, um, your son's six? Seven. And he, and he described the people that he was seeing better than some people my age would describe it. And I simply told him along with Darcy, you know, does it frighten you? And he said, no, I just don't know why I'm seeing them. And we are kind of coaching him through just, you know, okay, if it's not frightening you, then, you know, it's probably a past relative that might be looking in on you. So, and Darcy's a great dad. And, like, he always keeps me up to date, making sure that, you know,
2: what Landon's seeing isn't scaring him. Yeah. That's important. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it was a place, the house I live at now, um, a lot of stuff has happened there. This is where, where going back to land and telling me, Dad, I'm seeing people in my room. i mean, you know, I'm talking to people. I can't, I believe them because I know I've seen stuff in that house myself. Uh, one one that one night I was getting ready to go to work at a security job I do too on site. Uh, I was getting I was shaving downstairs and I seen a woman walk by my bathroom door, and I thought it was my wife. So oh, I, said, my uh, <laughs> I said I said I uh, said I said Lisa, are you down here? And she said, No, I'm upstairs. And I said. And I said, okay. She said, why? Well, she said, I'm just wondering. Because <laughs> I just saw you walk by me. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was a woman walk right by.
1: I've heard that that's also a common thing. Seeing like, seen people that you know in, in real life, like that aren't dead,
2: mm-hmm.
1: almost like apparitions of them. Is that a, is that a common thing? Because I, I, a friend of mine told me a similar story where she was at home with her brother and saw her mom walk by. And her mom was in town at the time and wasn't home.
0: Uh, That's interesting because we do a lot of public events and they we're a non-profit group. So we do a lot of fundraising and we go to Lewisburg every summer. Yeah. And yeah, uh, one of right my on. uh, newer members, her name's Tracy. She's an absolutely amazing investigator. She wasn't part of the group at the time. And you just got a kill, didn't you? I did, <sighs> yeah. And they moved past me too. But, um, uh,
1: Wait, whoa, what?
0: Uh, just a bit of a kill. Uh, so, did you uh, pick
1: up on something in this apartment?
0: It could be yeah. the topic that we're talking about. Okay. Or it could be something else. For I now. got too
1: excited. I got too excited. <laughs> I got too excited. But
0: anyway, uh, when we do these events at Lewisburg, uh, mm. people can camp out or they can sleep in some of the buildings in Lewisburg. And Tracy and her son slept in the barracks uh, of the King's Bastion at Lewisburg.
2: Nope, nope. And
0: nope, nope, nope. Uh, we uh run the show in partnership with parks canada so we know where people are sleeping and darcy and i stay up all night and just wander the fortress to make sure that if people want to investigate they can come with us um it's also a safety thing we know the place like the back of our hands so if people are lost which you can get lost there it's very very dark at night um so we were wandering around and the next mornings uh tracy said uh i saw you and darcy in a barracks at two in the morning And I talked to Darcy and I said, we realized we were about a kilometer or half away at that, at that time. And we also didn't go into the barracks once people went to bed because we realized that people had to get on the road in the morning and Mm -hmm. drive home. We didn't want to wake them. What Tracy saw as well as three other people were the exact duplicates of Darcy and I walking slowly through the barracks with our heads down um and then out the other door and that same night parks canada staff uh thought they saw and swear to this day they saw darcy and i sitting on the seawall which is yeah. about seven feet high looking out at the ocean and they were quite concerned because on the other side of the seawall is probably about a 15 foot drop down to the rocks because the tide was out and it would be very easy to slip and fall mm-hmm. and we had to tell we found out what time it was that they saw this and again we were at the other end of the fortress one other thing happened that night. There was, um, there was an administration building. We don't investigate in there because there's so much computer equipment that it would we would never be able to use our gear to get an accurate reading, if anything, because the computers would be setting it off. So the building was locked, and a group that was wandering around, it was probably midnight, saw Darcy in that building walking up the stairs. So they, start, they tried to go in uh, the building thinking, okay, they're doing investigating in there. Cool. I want to go in. And the building was locked, of course. And then we had to tell them afterwards. We have never, in our all of our years of being there, have <laughs> never in gone there. in that building. So,
1: Damn!
0: So yeah. we can't really explain that. But with that many people telling us no, we saw this. You know, we can't just That's say so it's, you know one yeah. person maybe making
2: up a story because we heard that mm-hmm. from a lot of different people. Yeah. Their
1: strength in numbers.
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely. And that, and the uh, the first. First time we did a public event up there, uh, me and her were, our, go, our team, together, we were going up, walking up through the King's Bastion area. We were coming down the back. There was a lady with us, and uh, she kept saying to us, we got to leave. We got to leave. And I kept telling her, we'll leave in a few minutes. I just want to finish up this recording right now. And uh, she kept saying, no, we got to leave now. He's getting mad. And I said, who's getting mad? She's like, the King's getting mad. And I said, well, you know what? The King's going to get mad because I'm going to finish this. <laughs> Hide, right? You can wait. Yeah. So we wrapped it all up. She said, Well, I'm leaving. I'll be. I'll wait downstairs. We're like, Okay. So I wrapped everything up. We came downstairs. Me and her kind of walked down. I walked. Girl was on the bottom step. And I was on the, probably a the third step from the bottom. And uh, all of a sudden, what sounded to me, and you heard it yourself, I did, you yeah. turned around, looked at me and said, Are you okay? And I said, You heard that too. He said, Are you all right? Did you fall? I said, No, I did not fall. What it sounded like to me, and after I explained it to him, both of us agreed it sounded like a pair of work boots going down the hardwood floors like oh, stairs wow. and I, like it was coming after us like it was pushing me out as soon as I get down the bottom of the stairs I looked at it. I was like I just, there's something here I gotta go it, <laughs> it, it was just it totally enough.
1: have either of you ever been, ever been shoved or touched or like ha- has anything physical yes. ever touched yeah. you like I mean you get chills and you get like temperature feelings and stuff like that all the time I imagine yeah. but like the Feeling of like an arm on you or like, yeah, someone pushing
0: you. We both had um, our shirts pulled, we've both been pushed. Um, uh, gear that's in our pocket has turned on, like a flashlight will feel a tug on our pocket, and all of a sudden, the flashlight, whatever's in our pocket, will turn on. But yeah, both definitely, both of us have uh, physically felt things, and as have people that go to our events, some of them. Uh, are completely thrilled with this validation and there's some people that get quite frightened by it as well because they're yeah. not expecting anything to happen.
1: Do you get any like skeptical people that come out with you we and do. walk away not skeptics anymore? We, we yes. do. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. love,
0: we love skeptics. I think yes. they keep us honest as investigators. Yeah, um, very true. But yes, Darcy uh, had somebody come up to him that told him after an event in Truro that He was uh, a non believer um, up until that event, and something happened that Darcy can describe that uh, completely changed his mind.
2: So, what we do is what a lot of people probably, if you watch those shows, you see that they like ah. communication, where they turn the flashlight off and on. Well, I, I use that quite a bit in my investigating. So, I was with the guy, and uh, I could just tell his body language was just he was didn't want to be there. His wife was excited. He was just being a downer, you know, because I don't want to do this. So I said to him, I said, listen, I, said, I, can, I can guarantee you I can change you into a believer real quick. And he said, I'm well, getting, I'm
1: getting, like, you <laughs> haven't even gotten to the, I'm getting chills already. Okay. And
2: he said, uh, he said, if you can do that, he said, I, he said you know, you he, he said, you'll make me a believer. And I said, all right. So I turned on a mag light, which most people know, if you've been around mag lights, they turn on and off. And that's it.
1: Right, and so and so you turn the light on.
2: No, I turn but, it off. You turn it off. I and turn it off. Yeah. Ask I, I questions. Ask, yeah, I'll ask. You know, if there's any ghosts around here, can you please turn the light on? I'll wait probably you know three or four minutes, mm-hmm. and usually after within the first minute, I get a response. Mm-hmm. I'll get the flashlight. will slowly dim on.
1: Oh my god. Oh my and god. Then, <laughs> and
2: then I, as this, as I asked that the light dimmed on, and I'm looking at the other guy that was telling me I'm you know he's not a believer and he's his eyes are just like this like are like okay you know. So I we lasted about probably ten minutes of this light communication off and on, off and on. So at the end of it I said to the said to the gentleman, I said, uh you believe her or not? He said, Well he said, Yeah you got more questions than I get answers for you now. And I said, So you believe her? He said, Well he said you got me working towards it now.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, so... It's almost like it reminds me of, like, animals are always attracted to people who aren't animal people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. They, they yeah. can
1: tell if you're not, like, cats. will like, go up to, like, people who hate cats and, then like, grow yes. up against them. It's like that with ghosts, too. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, one thing I wanted to go back to is the shadow people thing. Because mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Because when I was kind of telling you over Facebook about what I experienced in this apartment... Do you think that there is a link to from sleep paralysis and the paranormal? Because I experience sleep paralysis a lot. Okay. And with that I experience the shadow people. Like I've I've seen dark figures in my room all the time. And I've always just been like, Oh, it was probably sleep paralysis.
0: Okay. But uh, a part of
1: me is like, was it?
0: Well, I can show you something first and you can tell me if this is anything that you've seen. Oh,
1: stop! Oh, my God! Don't... I, oh, my God! Um,
0: <laughs>
1: That's terrifying. Uh, not the hat. I, I, I've never seen the, the person with the hat, but that... It, it, and he's in a doorway. Right. No,
0: this depiction of uh, a shadow person and mm-hmm. I've tattooed on the line... That's
1: terrifying.
0: Um, ...has been seen uh, all over the world by thousands of people. Awesome. So many
1: people see it. Um,
0: and uh, sleep paralysis... Uh, The term, and I believe it originally originated from Newfoundland, is old hag syndrome. The old
1: hag, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, People Mm -hmm. sense things in the room. Some people see them in the room. Some people see an old, decrepit woman holding them down. Mm -hmm. Um, But sleep, I think, um, with sleep paralysis, I think it varies case by case because some people, um, sleep paralysis doesn't have to be tied to the paranormal. Right. Um, like when we go to sleep, our brain is a mechanism that stops us from acting out our dreams so that we're not, you know, killing ourselves <laughs> in our sleep. If right. we have dream about running or anything. Right. And sometimes when we wake up, we get, uh, some people get locked in a state where they're still, their body is still paralyzed slightly, right. but they are exiting REM sleep. So they can look, they can look around a little bit, even if it's moving their eyes. Now, um i think for the people that see the same thing uh that thousands of people see across the world when this happens to them i think that um that is a paranormal event i don't think i'd like to hear um a specialist explain why people are seeing
2: um, Mm. the same
0: thing why aren't they seeing different things now, it's usually with sleep paralysis, if they see something and they feel that it's paranormal, it's either a decrepit old lady, mm-hmm. or it's uh, what I just showed you, which a is shot. commonly called hat man, a shot. shadow person that always has a wide-brimmed hat that. on. And uh, people that do see him always report that uh, he's they get a very negative feeling and that he's mocking them, that he finds what they're going through in the sleep paralysis amusing.
1: And this uh, this an is
0: <laughs> and this uh, this is reported all over the world by thousands yeah. of people. And so, uh, yeah, to answer it, it definitely can be paranormal. But it doesn't no. have to be. Right. Um, the main thing, like if somebody contacted me through my website or through Haunted Nova Scotia, I would ask, um, you know, do you see anything or sense anything? Mm-hmm. And it's something I've never experienced, and i I never want to I know i I've talked yeah. to a lot of people that go through it, and it can definitely ruin their lives it yeah people are afraid to go to sleep sometimes,
1: yeah, well, I'll just say that another thing i I get a lot of too is night terrors, which is a whole other thing, but what i since moving to this apartment, I get it way more frequently, like it happens I get what I call. Like, little mini night terrors, almost, like, on a weekly basis. Okay. Which is, like, I'll be falling asleep, and all of a sudden, and it's, you know, it's right before you're in a really deep sleep, usually, yeah. is when it happens. Um, and I experience two things. I experience the, the shadows, the figures. Sometimes they'll even look like bugs in my bed. Which is really, really weird. But the other thing I experience is voices. And that's where it gets creepy for me. Okay. And that's where it gets like, because I looked it up and I was like, night terrors and adults and everything is like, mental illness, mental illness. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's really common in kids, yeah. but I get, I hear, a male voice, a lot. Okay. And it doesn't sound like English to me. Like, I, I never remember what it's saying, but usually it'll be a couple words, and then I'll, yeah. I'll jerk myself out of whatever sleep state I was in. I don't even know if it was asleep. Like, I don't even know if I was fully asleep. And that's why I'm always questioning, like,
0: okay, is
1: this, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> because apart from that... Um, I've had cupboard doors open. I've never seen them open, like you said. with yeah. your light like, switched. Yeah. But I've looked over and, or I've heard creaking, and then I've looked and seen things open. Um, I've had water glasses. I have two water glasses on my side tables that I leave out for my cat. And she's the most well-mannered cat out, ever. She never knocks stuff over. I've had those tip over in the night. Um, I woke up once to my lights fully on. Okay. Like... I woke up and my lights were on and people are like, oh, you just, you just, you, you might have sleepwalked. Like maybe you got up and, and turn them on. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never sleepwalked before. I mean, I guess, how can you know if you live alone, if you're sleepwalking, yeah. that's actually a good point, but stuff like that. And then also back to the, the cat thing, which is my cat freaks out all the time in here. And I know that cats do that, mm-hmm. but this is like. Consistent. Okay. Like on a nightly basis, will something will spook her, and she'll okay. run around this apartment. So I don't know what's going on, yeah. but I just know that like I've never experienced so much in one apartment. yes yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's a feeling. So that that leads to my next question. You guys are investigators, so you're very much you, you know, you get the evidence, you do the tests, and everything. Yeah. Do you get feelings ever when you walk into places? Like, do oh, you ever walk sure. into a place and you're just like, "There's something going on in here."
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I've yeah. walked into places, um, you know, with her and just said, "Listen, I, you know, I gotta get my, I get my, you know, gears together."
1: Yeah, and, like you gotta get get going. Yeah, and he's anyway. like,
2: "What are you talking about?" I was like, "You know, man, like, you <laughs> know, I've walked into places, you know, been perfectly fine, right, and walked in with a bad migraine. I don't even get migraines." Yeah. You know, I get pounding headaches. I'll leave the room or I'll leave the place I'm at, come back in. You know, as soon as I leave, the headache's gone. Damn. I'll go back in. Boom, but it's just like the, the energy headache. field. Yeah, just the energy is so strong in that certain spot. Right. Um, just places where it's just uh, – Lewisburg, I find, is, is quite a bit. Yeah. A lot of the spots up there, I guess, you know, I've seen – you know, he's probably seen me, you know, get upset, not physically, like mad, just – completely break down and like start crying and sobbing and that for wow. no apparent reason wow yeah, I've seen just, that
1: happen on different shows too yeah like it just that skaters get really emotional yeah
2: I mean you know, it's just like I gotta leave I gotta leave you know I feel this sadness coming on and I usually feel it before it gets to the point where I'm gonna break down mm-hmm. I usually feel like over oh, it's almost like yeah, you a blanket and covering yourself
1: right that's what I get that
2: feeling and that's how you tell her listen I gotta, I gotta go for a second damn yeah
1: that's crazy and do you and do you still see people? Oh yeah. Like how often would you say that you see people? Uh
2: probably usually I see like a lot of people when we're investigating that. Yeah. Like I said, you know, usually i probably say on a say on a year basis, probably two to three a year. Right. Yeah.
1: That's still pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's still pretty high. Um, what was my other qu- Oh, my other question was, was like, do you think that, and this could just be like, you know, it could be half and half, but do you think that spirits are more attached to people or places? Like, in other words, like graveyards, you know, people are buried there. Yeah. But- I've never been in a graveyard and felt, like, feelings like I would if I walked into that person's home or where that person worked or... Do you know what I mean? Like, I I truly feel like they hang around where they they lived, Mm -hmm. but are graveyards just as crazy in terms of activity?
0: Uh, They can be. It depends. It's the same as anything. It depends on the location, but uh graveyards also uh experience a lot of high human emotion like um Mm. grief things like that and we've found that uh you know if there is something hanging around a graveyard it's usually quite negative
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it's almost like like i said shadow people Mm -hmm. um And it's almost like that negative energy is drawn to anywhere where there's a lot of high human emotion. Like I said, grief and sorrow like a graveyard. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people uh, are naturally gifted and they always think that uh, every place they live is haunted. But they're just picking up on different energy fields. Right. So it might not be the location that's haunted. They're just always aware that a certain energy field or spirit might be close to them or attracted to them uh, for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. I've always felt I've been more on the... Because like, I've never seen a clear ghost. Like, a clear... Mm-hmm. I've seen shadow people and all that. But, like, I get more feelings, like feelings. Okay. Yeah. If I walk into a place and it's like, oh, something feels. Um. I went to school at Santa Vax in Anaganesh. I'm from Anaganesh.
0: Okay.
1: So there's two things I want to bring up with this, which is number one is that Santa Vax is really haunted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever investigated there, but you should. We have. Yeah. Um. I lived in the, the res that was the haunted one, uh, okay. Mount St. Bernard, which is where people said that they saw a blue nun Um. because the nun, I guess, like back in the day had an affair with a priest and then was so... Turn up over it. She killed herself. Da, 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 da. That was the most terrifying place I've ever lived. <laughs> like, that, it's old and like you would yeah. just feel like you were being watched. And I never really experienced anything other than that feeling of like, something isn't right here. Yeah. But also, have you ever heard of the Mary Ellen Spook ghost story? Yes. Oh. That one creeps me out so much. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a like. I think it's just because I'm from that area. Yeah, um, I know that there's nothing remains of that that the foundation. Place. Does no you, did, have you guys ever done, done
2: it? Earl has. I, I, I have. have it. Twice, you did? Yes. Oh my uh, god!
0: Part of the legend is that you can't take anything from the foundation, which I did, and it's <gasps> actually currently my favorite paperweight. Uh,
1: what did you take.
0: I took a piece of the Barn Foundation made, <laughs> you know,
1: Darcy Darcy's you know. shaking his head over is <laughs> like no, I would have never done way.
0: that. <laughs> no, never. But no, it's uh it's currently on my in my study. I've used it as a paperweight ever since I've gotten it. Nothing negative has happened. I've been out to the Mary mm-hmm. Ellen Spook Farm uh three times. Um mm-hmm. twice with other investigators and once by myself at night. Um By
1: yourself at okay. By yourself?
0: By myself. At night? At night. Pitch dark? Oh, yeah. It was very dark. It's the middle of nowhere. And when you're at the actual Mary Ellen Spook Farm site during the day, uh, it's like you've traveled back hundreds of years because you can't hear traffic. You can't see traffic. You're about two miles back in the woods. There's no
1: cell service or anything I've heard that service just drops.
0: It does, yes. When you get there. Yeah. Um, And... uh, with Mary Ellen Spook Farm, uh, all of the stories mention when this was happening to the family about a black dog that they saw. Oh, in the farm. St-
1: oh, god! Don't you? I not was tell walking
0: me. back out with uh, an investigator, uh, and she turned around. Uh, abruptly to say, could you get any closer to me? Because she felt breathing on the back of her neck and was convinced that it was me. Now to get back there is very overgrown. It's basically a like one walking path through the woods, and it's almost gone by now. It'd be impossible to find it if you don't know what you're looking for. And I had stopped about 500 meters behind her because when we were walking out, she got ahead of me, and I heard something in the woods, and uh don't know what it was I saw, but it was black. It wasn't a bear um, or anything of that nature. But I did see and hear something, so I stopped to just see what it was. She continued on and then felt breathing on the back of her neck.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, man, that's that's, (laughs) that's terrifying. That's crazy that you went there. I've always wanted to go there. Because growing up, I've always heard the story. Like, I'm 30. But I used to hear about it when I was younger. Yeah. And it's just one of those stories that sticks it stuck with me for some yeah. reason. Yeah. That one? I don't know why. Um what what's your guys' like favorite, I guess, like maritime ghost story or like favorite location that you've done in terms of uh, like if you if you could pick one. If your... I
2: could pick one, that's gonna be hard. Because yeah. I mean, there's so we go on so many investigations and there's always okay. one that I'll go on one and be like, oh, that's that was a bomb. That was the best one I fucking to <laughs> yeah. And then I go on the next one, and it'd be like ten this times that. Exactly what happened? And I'm like, oh fuck no, that was it. It was even better than the other one. So it, it's I'll be honest, it's, it's hard to pick. It's, her, it's like yeah. picking
1: between your kids.
2: No, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you can't do I that. I can't right? do it. No. Yeah, I, I feel the
1: same way with my podcast episodes. I'm like, that one was the best. No, no, this one was the best.
2: Yeah, no, it's hard. But I mean, it's a hard one. I mean, it, uh, if I was really to boil that thing, but I'd have to say Lewisburg is, yeah. you know, by far...
1: Would you say that was, like, the scariest one that you've done?
2: The scariest one I've done was probably uh, out in Hans County. Oh, like, okay. It was a church he was talking about. We were out... uh We used to go there quite a bit, and I was out there one night, and when I first started... Me and Earl first started getting everything going out. he said, we'll go up to the church, and we'll do start investigating with there." So that's okay. So he went out there and started investigating, and... A girl, I don't know how old she was. I thought it sounded like she was just a young girl by the name of Emma. Kept coming up on her spirit box, which we'll probably show later.
1: Oh, my God. I get to see the spirit box. (laughs) I don't think you guys realize how much I'm thinking (laughs) out right now.
2: So, I kept asking, you know, Emma, are you here? And she would talk off and on, you know. And it wasn't direct conversation. It was just hi.
1: But she said her name Emma? Yeah, and she'd oh say god. Emma.
2: I'd say Emma who I always say this is Darcy is you know, who's here with us? When I first started I said, who's here with us? And I'd say Emma. So then I knew I had a name to come to every time I went out there. So every time I go I say, Is Emma here? Emma, it's Darcy, are you here? And she'd come back saying hi. Oh my god. So one night we were out there and uh we get out there and I asked I said, Emma, are you here with us? I said, It's Darcy, I'm here to talk to you. And she said, I'm here. I said, uh, I said, are you happy that I'm here? And at this time, which Earl didn't tell me afterwards, after we get this all done, I asked, you know, Emma, are you here? And what came over to Spirit Box made me to the point where I was just like, you know what, I got to go. I can't do this. This is just way too much for me. A male voice, a dark male voice, came over to Spirit Box and one full sentence, not word, not breaking up words, a full sentence, came over and said, why does he want to know that? And I looked at her and I said, I don't know about you, but I'm fucking out. (laughs) That was it.
1: I'm done.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So that was, that was scary. Because I mean, even you heard it yourself. Yeah.
1: Because you know, if, if the investigators and the investigation, it must have been.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then after, after we got outside and regrouping that, he told me afterwards that two weeks after us being there or two weeks before us being there, they deconsecrated the church. So it went from a holy ground to a non-holy ground. Oh, so we think yeah. that the energy that was out there had the border around it, as you know, like a border because where it was a holy ground. Once this holy ground was taken away from the church, it was just just a haunted building mm-hmm. that all the evil energy could get in as much as possible without no without <sighs> no boundaries. Damn. Yeah.
1: So as investi- that leads me to another question. Right? Okay. As investigators, are you guys must know when to call it quits, like when you're picking up on something that is too negative to deal with, right? <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> 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 or no, you um, just keep pushing it. You just keep pushing I keep, it. I keep
0: pushing it. Yeah, sure. you're one of those. Yeah. yeah, and that's why usually I like it. Though. I like it. Uh, usually, I if. Areas are negative. I go out by myself, usually, as well. Uh, I've been followed several times. I've seen things in my house. Uh yeah. Negative energies, it tends to remember you. I mean, how many times would you say my
2: name is <sighs> called through a spirit box or just a <gasps> bare audio file? Uh, oh, I, I, I would say, if we were say no, on an eight-hour, you know, I would say a three- or four-hour investigation, it wouldn't be nothing for Earl's name to be called, say, 20, 25 times.
1: So do you think you're prone to being like attachments? Is that is that the right word? Attachment.
2: Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, so
1: no. it's not a possession. No. It's. Just certain energies attach themselves to an individual. Yes.
2: yes.
0: Okay,
1: got it. And th- that's you.
0: That would be me, yeah. Oh,
1: congratulations! Thank nice <laughs> you. Uh,
0: but, um, you
1: won a really messed up lottery. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I usually... Uh, most investigations that I focus on are darker ones or demonic ones.
1: Love it. Um, love
0: it. And, you know, it's uh, I've gotten my name called... All of the time, usually. It's uh, actually, a lot of the time, the same voice.
2: Yeah, it's usually the same voice that we pick up on.
0: And it's a very deep male voice. Um, And, yeah, we get my name a lot of the time. Even if uh, I'm not present at the time, my investigators have gotten my name over the recorder. Yeah, Really? Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Have you ever been scratched?
2: Yes. Both of us have.
1: No way.
2: Yeah. In my house.
1: No. And so you just you just kind of all of a sudden feel a like almost like kind of like a cat scratch, like a burning sensation on your skin kind of thing? Or have you actually felt it happen?
2: Uh, no, I never felt it happen. What happened was one morning I woke up and uh, my daughters were over and my daughter wanted to, was sleeping in her bedroom. And Land, I came home. We're working the bar that night. So I came home and I realized that Land left his bed and went to my daughter's bed. So they were sleeping together, so I said, well, I was going to sleep in Lance's bed. So I was laying in Lance's bed, and I woke up that morning to a scratch, a fresh scratch. And I don't have fingernails. No. As you can no, tell, I, I can see. You that do not. That started here and
1: mm-hmm. went
2: all the way down, <gasps> and it was a fresh... And I, I looked at it, and I thought, I thought, like, I knew exactly what the fuck just happened. I, mean, I, I was obviously scratched because Lance's bedroom was also already seen the two spirits. Stop. Oh, my God. So I took a picture of it. And I sent it to Earl. I said, check this out. And he sent me a picture back. He said, call me. So I called him and I told him actually what happened. And he's like, that's, that's fucking crazy. He said, yeah. Tell me. And I mean, it was a fresh mark. It was a fresh, it was a scratch right from top of my shoulder all the way right and down. He's, yeah, he's
1: doing like, it's like across his chest, like diagonally. Yeah. Damn.
2: Yeah. It that's was, insane.
1: Uh, and do you do anything in those moments to, because I've seen on like Ghost Inventors, like I've seen them get scratched. And they usually, like, sage or they, they they do things afterwards to kind of try to get rid of that energy. Do you guys do that or no?
0: I do, yeah. I smudge yeah. my apartment smudge. in sage and sweet grass almost weekly. Really? Yeah, just to keep everything in a pretty calm level.
1: Even balance kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. So Earl is actually wearing a Ouija board shirt. <laughs> um Thoughts on... I, why didn't I bring a Ouija board for this podcast? That would have been amazing. I didn't even think of that. Um, what are your thoughts on that uh, boards?
0: I also have a Ouija board tattoo. Oh, damn.
1: You do. Uh,
0: I collect them, uh, especially antique ones, and people from Haunted Nova Scotia will often donate them to me. They don't want them anymore because something happened when they were using it, and I just don't want it around them. So I have uh, a decent collection of them.
1: No way.
0: Um, I think that... uh. A lot of people shouldn't use them because they're toying with something. Um, They can be dangerous. Not the board itself, but the act of trying to communicate with spirits can be very Mm -hmm. risky. And that's where, uh, like, Darcy and I um, have had things attached to us. Other members of my group have as well. And that's always a real risk. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It can mess up your life pretty badly, especially if you feel that there's something negative in your home and you don't know what to do with it, right. or do about it, rather. Right. Um,
1: That's when you ask the question, are you good or bad? And it goes towards the yes. Yeah. Or it goes to, you know, bad. <laughs>
0: um but i think with the board uh it doesn't matter what kind of board you're using it can be homemade it can be antique it's the act of people collectively trying to communicate with the spirit world right and a lot of the time i don't think that they're communicating with what they think they are most people mm. use a weekly board when they want to talk to a loved one and i always tell people that you know there's no reason why the spirit of your loved one would still be here And a lot of investigators, and I'm one of them, feel that anything that you communicate through the board is very chaotic, messed up spiritual energy. It could be people that don't know they've died. It could be something darker and more demonic that, um, you know, will try and trick people. Um, So it's something that people should be cautious of. of. I don't say stay away from altogether because... I do.
2: Oh,
1: (laughs) really? <laughs> so it wouldn't have worked if I had a Ouija board
2: tonight <laughs> you would have put the no. Ouija the bo- on the table I have been said sorry I'm done
1: <laughs> really so yeah. did you have an experience with the Ouija board that was like really like that uh, made you kind of
2: just turned off from it yeah yeah it was just a bunch of us were you know having beers one night and they brought one out and it used to be about, about 15 years ago and they started playing around with it. it was just you know when you get an off, off feeling on something <laughs> So, they were asking questions like that, and they kept saying, you know, is this, I kept going back to Z O Z O, and I said, oh, oh, no, no, I knew exactly what that meant, and I said, no, fuck this, I'm done. Should be, well, yeah. You're not going to so, say it. No, you but can't they, say it. they kept going back and forth with it, and I mean, it might have been them doing it. I don't know.
1: That's the thing with Ouija boards, you, it's, exactly. it's really hard to
2: tell. But, I mean, like I said, I don't knock it, don't get me wrong. I don't, I, yeah. I think they're great, they're fantastic pieces, but. The right pieces away from me. Right
1: damn. Cause even if someone was messing with you, that would be enough to Yeah. That would be enough to make you not want to play the
2: game. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've often been told by um what are, oh, here's a question. What are you guys' thoughts on psychics?
0: I think that people everybody's born with some degree of psychic ability and some people are more naturally gifted the way in the same sense that some people are born more naturally gifted towards sports than other people it's just um but i do believe that everybody's psychic to some degree Mm -hmm. um i think that if you want to go see a psychic do your research
2: Yes. There are a lot
0: of frauds out there oh, really?
2: um,
0: and that are very skilled at doing cold reading so they will research you online. Um, yeah. They will watch your face very carefully for any tells. Yeah, um, They're like
1: master manipulators. They are yeah.
0: and again um, I'm more of a believer that people should have faith that their loved ones if that's who they're trying to contact are in a better place and that they're not really reachable. So I don't really, and I'll probably anger some people, but I don't approve of psychics character what they do for people, especially if they've lost a loved one. No, that's it, right. It's, that's, it's, uh, you know
1: what? That's a, firm a great, believer. That's a good point.
0: And... firm uh, a uh, If Now, I do know several mediums that are the real deal, mm-hmm. um, um, but many people see uh, shows like the Long Island Medium. Oh, Yeah. Uh, shows like that, and because everybody truly is uh, psychically gifted in some sense, um, they might notice something and then, you know... Play put, off it. Play off it and put a lot of stock in the snake oil salesmen that are mm-hmm. just going to... Like, I don't believe that people can do readings by phone. Um, yeah, what's with that? How I don't understand it, and I don't approve of it, um, mm. especially because the number one customer for psychics is usually somebody that's grieving, that misses their loved one, and it might not even be a recent loss, but they might have be going for a breakup, and they don't have their mother with them anymore, right. and they want advice from their mother. And then I've gotten a lot of uh, messages from Haunted Nova Scotia that... Um, they've contacted a medium over the phone and it made the problem worse. Right. Um, uh, So I would say do your research. Um, Now there is uh, websites like the Canadian um, organization of psychics where these are people that have been um, tested and and that are believed to be the real deal and Um, so definitely don't go with just somebody that thinks they're psychic. Uh, do your research if you want to see a medium. Right. And, uh, again, always trust that your loved ones that are deceased are in a better place. Mm -hmm. And that, um, you know, that you shouldn't need a third party to communicate with them.
1: And that leads me to exactly why I asked you this. Because every... I've gone to a couple psychics. I, I tend to just, like, treat myself once a year. So. Yeah. Just want to find out if I'm dying alone or not. So far, mm, looking pretty. it's looking pretty good to die alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but um, almost every single psychic I've been to has been like, you are able to communicate with ghosts. It's just you haven't tapped into it yet. And which is a weird thing for multiple psychics to tell me all the same thing, which is like that I do have this mm-hmm. good that I just haven't tapped into it. And I think it's because I'm literally scared to. Um, But at the same time, in terms of like, Deceased loved ones, like my grandmother, is probably the closest to me that died. And yeah. I'm just kind of the way the stance I kind of take on it is: if she wants to talk to me, she can talk to me, but I don't want to bug her. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like kind of the stance I take. It's like there's nothing I want to know, or like it's kind of like what you said: trust that they're in a better place. Exactly. And I think some people get so almost addicted to the fact that they can potentially talk to like the deceased loved ones that yeah. keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And they don't actually let go?
0: That brings me back to the Ouija board. It can be quite addictive when people are... A lot of people use them alone. Um, Right, And a lot of people use them in groups, but once you start actually communicating in any way with the... uh, the spirit world, um, you have to have an off switch. You can't yeah. get overly obsessed with this. There have been times that I've taken years off from investigating. Really? Um, and uh, there have been times that I've told members of my group, just you need to field calls and do investigations because I just need a break from it because it can be a bit too intense at times. Emotionally draining? Yeah. It can be. And again, because I focus mainly on the negative side of things um uh it can be very emotionally draining and spiritually draining um yeah. and i've had mediums that i trust that do that have told me that there are some serious things attached to me
1: really and
0: uh one of my tattoos uh is actually one of my attachments and i everybody that sees it says why the hell would you ever get that tattooed on you <laughs> and uh, I think Darcy <laughs> felt this way too but it's my my way of acknowledging that uh, this is an attachment that I have that uh, nobody oh. seems to be able to help me to get rid of and it's actually
1: oh my god that stop
0: i almost
1: going to take pictures of your tattoos yeah. <laughs> but uh,
0: um, that's, that's my acknowledgement that that's uh, part of the price, you've so. seen that yes
1: you've seen that Yes, and, and like just to describe to people, it looks like a demon.
0: Yes, and uh, that's
1: how I that's how I can describe it. Like,
0: yeah, and are there horns? There are. It goes Damn. all the way on my shoulder. So,
1: well, that's not someone you want in your life.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and Darcy like would agree that people freak out over that tattoo. Oh
2: yeah, I mean, we we go on investigations and that, and you see people staring at him. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, and then, and then uh, yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm like, okay, the questions are going to start here in a few minutes, and I guarantee it's not going to anything to do with paranormal. They're going to ask him why he has that on his tattoo.
1: Shoulder. Yeah.
2: And nine times 10, there's always somebody in the crowd that will say to Earl, you shouldn't have got that tattooed on your arm. It's like. Your like, mother. <laughs> yeah, my mother, yeah. <laughs> well, my mother likes to a, likes a fucking dope too, so what can I say? <laughs> Hopefully, she isn't listening to this, but. Yeah,
1: really. <laughs> um,
2: but no, uh.
0: Yeah, I have... uh That's an attachment that uh, I usually have dreams about that face, and it's a very quick flash of that face screaming, and that's... Um, and, that's terrifying. And right. actually, after a dream like that recently, the gentleman that's a very well-known uh, psychic... Uh, and friend of mine messaged me and said, I had a weird dream that you were in a bad place last night. Are you doing okay mentally and spiritually? Because uh the college course I'm taking takes its toll. It's very busy. And so he was kind of checking in, but he had a very weird feeling that evening that uh, I might not be doing so well. Damn. So we hadn't talked in a while and I told him just <clears throat> that that had popped up again, but otherwise that everything with me was fine. That's crazy. Yeah, so uh, he picked up
1: on that. Picked up on that energy.
0: Yeah, and uh, and again, he's one of the ones that I trust, and he's not out there in terms of taking clients or anything. Mm-hmm. He's just a friend that I know that he just knows. Mm-hmm. He's a very gifted medium.
1: Damn. Okay. I have a, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. <laughs> but I have, I have a, a a question that I just thought of. I keep thinking of questions, so sorry guys, for no, bombarding no you. I'm, I'm just, sorry. I'm so fascinated by, it, and I'm so excited you're here. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is the most pro episode. Has it ever come out in you? In that, like, I watch these shows sometimes where one of the investigators will just turn, something will turn in them, and they get either really dark all of a sudden, or they get violent, or they get has that ever happened? Have you ever been I don't want to say the word possessed because that might not be the right word, um, but like it happens, then you snap out of it kind of thing. Has that ever happened to either one of
0: you? One thing that did happen to me that I've never been able to explain, and I do believe it was a partial possession, um I was in the military for six years. And for three of those years, I was stationed at CFB Wainwright in Alberta. And that's, um, that used to be a prisoner of war camp for ger- captured German officers. And actually, the exterior of the base, they still have the original guard towers as an outdoor museum. And it's one of the most negative bases that I've ever been to. It had a very high rate of suicide, Damn. of drug abuse, of murders... Um, when I was there, somebody took, uh, saved rounds from the live fire range and decided to start shooting at the military police station. Um, and again, of course, he still had his rifle because staff believed that there was no live ammunition on anybody. Um, fighting in that town, tempers flare instantly in Wainwright when I was there. It was just a very negative place. Um, and in the building, in the room I was staying in, I always felt watched. In fact, I used to mm-hmm. sleep in a common area on a couch when my roommate wasn't there because I didn't like it in there. Mm-hmm. And it was to the point that I contacted the last couple guys that stayed in that room and they said, yeah, I always felt off there too. Uh, one day I was, uh, in a common bar area of the base and I don't remember this happening. I don't know what it was. I, it, I don't have post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. uh i didn't go to afghanistan or anything like that or any war zones but uh i was in a common area on my laptop and friends uh, at the other end of the bar that were just hanging out playing pool saw me get up and walk out of the bar and they knew something was wrong um because of the way they described it it wasn't even how i walk it was, it was like an angry walk it was just a completely different gate i look completely different to them right. and i Came. I don't remember this happening, but I walked through the building and out the front door to the very end of the parking lot by the street. When I came to, uh, my fingers were burning because I had lit a cigarette when I got outside. And I smoked it to the point that it was burning my fingers. And when my friends caught up with me wondering, because they knew I was on my laptop. So their first thought was I had gotten bad news from somebody back home. Rah! And I was upset and that they needed to make sure I was okay. And they found me at the end of the parking lot and i was muttering very fast under my breath and uh one of the guys said it sounded german <gasps> i don't remember i came to t- i came to uh i smoked a cigarette so far down that my fingers were burning and blistering and i hadn't dropped it um one of them actually had to say earl you're burning yourself man, what what the fuck is wrong with you right. and there was a, a member of this staff on the base that i didn't know um, that also asked him what the hell is wrong with that guy because apparently I came out and just completely ignored him and almost knocked him down the stairs and then I was just standing there at the end of the parking lot.
1: Just so so, like very not typical behavior. I yeah, know, and I, I,
0: I, I've never been able to explain that but I do know that the energy on that base was unbelievably negative.
1: So you don't really remember it happening? I don't
0: remember anything. Damn! Like. I remember getting a beer and sitting down on my laptop. I played an online game called EverQuest 2 back then Uh and I remember just sitting down and uh then I was outside, my hand was burnt and my friends were frightened. And that's when I started panicking because I couldn't explain what had happened to me. It was just there's not there's no memory of that occurring. And again, like I I hadn't been to Afghanistan. I hadn't seen anything traumatic in a war zone. Um high stress of military training but you get used to that and you learn to thrive on that right. and this was just a switch that flipped and it's never yeah. happened since and uh i even went to the base doctor and told him about it and i didn't know at the time if i'd had a stroke or if something was seriously wrong with me but everything checked out and it's never happened again Never
1: happened again. so i
0: do believe possession can happen and to uh to get to your original question yes mm. um There is mood changes often, especially if an investigation is negative or you have an attachment. And the biggest Mm. telltale thing that if one of my investigators tells me about um, freaking out or crying or being depressed after investigations, I'll recommend that they smudge. And then, you know, I'm always open for them to leave the group for a while if they have to or just take a break from investigating. Take a break. Yeah. Uh,
1: Have you ever snapped at each other? because of a need we're like brothers watching. so not yeah.
0: not really but um
2: I, d- I wouldn't say so no no we that's good
1: that's good yeah
2: I don't think we've ever snapped each other no that's a good thing yeah yeah I mean you yeah. it's probably a lot of people are probably thinking that that we would in this situation but uh I think uh we're our boundaries. so you know we've been doing this now for five years six years eight years I don't, I don't even know how long has been uh, over five. I over five, yeah. yeah. So we've been doing this for long enough now that we can put up our guard. Yes. And, you know, listen, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're doing our thing. You know, trying to come into us. I mean, there's been times where, you know, you walk through, we've gone through places, and all of a sudden you hit cold, cold patch.
1: Yeah, I get that a lot.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, mm-hmm. is that something trying to go into your body? I've had them come in. You know, I've had like cold all of a sudden. Be like my body be completely in goosebumps, frozen. Thirty degree weather, be completely frozen. Excuse Where me. Is yeah, so it's things like that. But as for add to change, no, I didn't have no. You know, I
1: it's almost like, like that. it's probably more likely to happen to someone like you. Yes, who it is. You you are opening yourself up in a way. Yes, who, like you said, you let you kind of like doing the more. Is like the right word?
0: <laughs> uh yeah, you, it is. You,
1: you 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 go towards those more negative situations.
0: I do, and I do it uh for my own curiosity as well as right. uh, to be able to have an understanding of what people are going through if they're going through the same thing. And I enjoy life. Uh I do find um ways to get away from the paranormal even on a daily basis. Good. I love hiking with my dogs. I love uh and course i'm taking in school so it's all about an even balance um yes. and uh but yeah i think that uh there's been a lot of times where i have had to stop what i'm doing to go for a hike with my dogs to lighten my mood because um whether it's paranormal or just stress i don't know but i'll suddenly find myself overly angry about something that i would normally think uh, that's Nothing not a big about, deal. And yeah. like an example would be if I wanted a coffee and then realized I was out of K cups, and instead of thinking, "Well, that sucks," uh, I would be in a complete rage. And then, right. but I've gotten to the point yeah. where I've realized, okay, that's not normal. Like I need to go for a walk and take my mind off that. Unwind.
1: Yeah, and
0: and that's why a lot of the time i will take breaks, periods of time away from the paranormal.
1: Damn. Well, that's. I think that's totally necessary.
0: Yeah, um,
1: What's the deal with orbs?
0: <laughs> if uh what' your call <laughs> yeah. um I don't know, I think uh now there's so many things in photographs that could be that look like orbs. I don't even know where the idea of spirit orbs came from, um but uh, you know dust, bugs, pollen, pet dander, and flash photography can all look like orbs now, I would say if when we're investigating if we get a photo of an orb or a video of an orb we only credit that as being paranormal if something major happens along with that right now a perfect example is uh we were in the church that darcy was talking about and um we saw on the video an orb fly right down into the spirit box no, it right. could have been a uh, bug, but we also at the same time got a very relevant answer to a question when that happened.
1: So then in that case it's more
0: More credible, definitely. More credible. Yeah. And I
1: think video too over photo.
0: Like in it, some if cases, you see a, yeah.
1: an orb that's moving.
0: Yeah, definitely in some cases. So
1: the reason I asked that was because
0: I I put it in my side
1: I'm learning about paranormal investigations tonight. If you have any questions, someone just wrote orbs are bullshit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's <what> someone wrote <laughs> Nine times out of ten, yeah, they are. They are. Yeah.
1: Interesting. But that's part of that's part of what and I think that's what I want people to understand is, is like that's part of what you do is debunking things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for you sure. look at all the factors involved. Yep. And you say based on this evidence we can And
0: some you know, people get angry and Darcy and I were in uh uh I forget where it was in Dartmouth, but um they were convinced that their house was haunted and um we were
2: in- lake road. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. yeah?
0: But anyway, yeah. Uh, their wiring in our apartment was so poor that um, we were about five feet away from the wiring, and it was... Uh, giving us headaches, giving us, uh, like a heavy feeling in our chest and our meters were off like the scale because it was electricity was leaking into their apartment. Oh. And that can also make you feel the same way that some people that are in legitimately haunted places feel. Right. there They can feel a bit paranoid. They might feel something's watching them and dizziness, heaviness. Yeah. And we told them like, talk to your landlord because this isn't safe. And yeah. when we told them honestly, we haven't gotten any paranormal evidence. But, you know, we have gotten evidence that you have a very bad problem <laughs> Yeah, you need to
1: get an electrician.
0: Yeah, they were very angry. This. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn. Okay, one last question, and then mm-hmm. I want to get into the equipment stuff, okay. because I'm so excited to see a sphere box. Like, Like, you have no idea. If you could go to one haunted location in the world, anywhere in the world, you have a free trip, where would you go?
0: Bobby Mackey's music world.
1: Yes! Oh my god! Oh wait, where's my bell? Oh normally, I, normally I have a bell. I've I was using looking it much. at
0: that and wondering. Yeah,
1: it's a joke bell. It's like if someone makes a good joke, you ding it. But no, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Because I've watched two Ghost Adventure episodes there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that place is crazy.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I intend to go there once I graduate my course, kind of <sighs> as a gift to myself. Dude. And, uh, Damn. Uh, members of my group are welcome to come with me, but I'd rather do it by myself all night.
1: You would?
0: Yeah, I'd spend it by <laughs> myself. I'd have no problem with it.
1: You would... So, and do they legitimately let people spend the night there?
0: Uh, they have tours. Special, like a special... You would probably have to pay for it. Um, <laughs> okay. But probably, especially where we're a business and we would be promoting...
1: Promoting that.
0: Promoting them, they would probably agree to let us stay there or <laughs> me stay there.
2: But. It's not
1: like an Airbnb...
2: Like yeah. Situation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> what about you? Where would you
2: go? Uh, Bobby Mack would be on the top, you know, top of the list for you maybe. too. Yeah. But if if per se it never worked out, I couldn't go there. I'd probably go to Eastern State Penitentiary.
1: Yes. Oh, I know that one too. Yeah. I I love this so much. <laughs> you guys are speaking my language. I I know that place as well. Where is that again? That's That
2: is in Pennsylvania, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you if your episode your your viewers seen it, but it was on Ghost Hunters. Okay, yeah. They they had a camera set up there, and they actually showed a shadow person walk towards them and then walk away. And if you look closely, the walkway was all rusted out, so there's no possible way that somebody could get up there. So when I I seen that, I thought... I'm fucking going. I'm there. going there. Yeah. Let's
1: see if I can find a YouTube clip clip of that. Maybe yeah, to it or something. Do you know where I would go? And you guys probably know this place too—the forest in Romania.
2: Yeah, I'd the... love to go
0: there.
1: Oh my god, let's go! Let's go! I want to go right now. That's awesome. Okay, so let's get into this equipment stuff. So, typically on a normal investigation, what would you take with you? Uh,
0: it varies. It varies depending on the location because, um. I have way too much gear. I'm obsessed with putting money into this. And yes. in fact, there was a lot of times uh, my ex-girlfriend would be like, oh, a package showed up. How much did you pay for that? And I'd have to kind of hide the invoice and say, well, not very much. I just bought it used. And then pray that she didn't see.
1: It's for school. Exactly. It's, for school. it's, it's
0: all good. Um... I would say we always have spirit boxes with us, Mm -hmm. uh, EVP recorders. Mm -hmm. K2
2: meters. K2 meters. So
1: now let me see if I can get this straight. So the spirit box, that's the one that makes the... Yes. Yes. Noise yeah. and then voices come through it. Yes. A EVP recorder is essentially just just to record. Like it, you're just recording essentially white noise. <laughs> like you're asking questions and you're recording it, and you will listen back.
0: Yep. You'll put to it in see software. If you hear anything. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't hear anything at the time. You
1: don't it? hear anything at the time. Um. And then what was the other one you mentioned? K two meter. One is that the one that like it goes wee,
2: like it lights up. Lights up. up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, goes from green right up to reds.
1: And what else is there the flashlight is there the flashlight
2: yeah uh we have thermal thermal energy cameras mm-hmm. infrared mm-hmm. that's a that uh, that's kind of stuff expensive. that's more of stuff like, yeah that's kind of stuff i uh, work on is that stuff there the
1: infrared cameras
2: yeah, yeah infrared and, uh,
1: so what's the what's one of the best pieces of evidence that you've ever that you guys have ever picked up on would it be that full sentence evp like something like that is really crazy to get right because you get words all the time but to get a full sentence oh he's pulling out his phone
2: yeah oh, we're gonna, I'm, so excited. We're gonna, I'm gonna go on here uh like i'm sure you probably mentioned Hudson to nova scotia let's see what you find here um that as we're talking about this there was one that popped up in my mind here that uh uh, other, other investigator Warren Roberts picked up as uh i'm trying to find it here warren's an absolutely amazing
0: investigator oh, okay amazing editor uh he's uh also an amazing musician he lives in um bedford oh yeah uh mm-hmm. he's in the band pokey uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah uh he okay. also
0: often plays in a miles goodwin band oh wow yeah Ooh. so he's an amazing amazing guy um, and very uh, talented at what he does with investigating and editing. That's awesome.
2: Well, I'll try and describe it to you guys. Yeah. Um, like, what it is is uh, I wasn't there that night. I was tied up with another thing that happened, which I could have slaughtered my brothers that night, but that's a different <laughs> time for the story. Uh, they went to, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, went to uh spot lower Churro Road there that had evil, evil um, entities in that yeah. to as Warren was walking up the up the driveway, uh, he had his recorder going, and then you hear what was a male Scottish voice, plain as day, yeah. say, away.
1: Oh, and, in a Scottish accent? In
2: Scottish accent, yeah. Oh, my God. And at good. the time, Warren didn't even hear that. He didn't. He didn't realize that until after he got back home. Went over his audio and realized, like, holy shit.
1: And that's almost more scary. Yeah, the idea that things could be talking around you, yeah. and you not hear it, and then like I'm just waiting for something to pop up on one of my podcasts. <laughs> like yeah. I, I just really want to be listen. I want to listen back to this and see if I find anything on the white noise. But damn, that's so freaking cool.
0: Uh, there's one uh, from Lewisburg that an investigator captured. That she asked. uh uh, any spirits in the uh, chapel at Lewisburg, uh, how they died, and when she edited it and played it back in a perfect British accent um, it, we got the file or the uh, phrase uh, we all were shot
1: oh, that's creepy oh my yeah. god
2: this is uh, yeah, one man. of our clips that we got from Lewisburg, Warren yeah, Roberts let's it put it to this
0: note. Let's
2: see if we can get going here there's a warning here talking now.
0: Okay, just reading 66.6. Um,
2: that's me. That's you. Isn't just uh, turned on the EM pump in hopes of inciting some activity. Just, uh, oh, what's that? If you are here, come on. Make yourself uh, known to us here. If you want us to go, you're going to have to let me know. Otherwise, we're just going to sit here. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez.
1: That's creepy. Damn! Yeah. Okay. Can I see the spirit
0: box? Sure. First, I want to show you. This is uh, where Warren recorded the word away. This is the same location. This was taken years before this. But uh, the photographer taking this, and I can send this if you want to put this on your site. I would love to. uh, Felt very, very weird and wanted to leave. And right in front of that tree, you'll see a shadow person.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, I can see. I saw that right away, too. Sometimes with these pictures, people post, I'm like, where is it? But no, I I see that right away. That's creepy. And she didn't
0: see that at the time.
1: Oh, my God that's terrifying
0: yeah and that's definitely a negative area that we go back to to investigate to see if we can get more evidence when she felt creeped out as she was leaving, she took another photo, and in this, you can see that it was closer to her.
1: Oh my god! 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 So oh I followed her to
0: make sure she was leaving, and uh, yeah, that's an ongoing investigation. And if you're ever in Peru, you're welcome to go with us.
1: I would freaking love <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. That would like be my dream. I love stuff I'm like in this. Back yeah, there. okay, so this is I'm living out one of my dreams right now, and it's, it's crazy because when you watch the shows. You don't always think you'll ever see that equipment in real life.
2: <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. it.
1: that's a legit spirit box. That's exactly what they use yeah. on Ghost Adventures, which is like a really big time show. Like, yeah. it's all the same equipment. Oh, yeah. It's all yeah. the same equipment. How much would a spirit box cost if I went to buy one? <laughs> 100 dollars. Oh, is that it? They're not uh, that, yeah, they're not yeah, that they're
2: bad. A little bit less.
1: And do you, what's usually the first question they ask? Like, are there
0: any spirits in here? Yep, that can be a good one to start with. Oh, my
1: God.
0: So, basically, you turn it on... And it scans uh, radio frequency and white noise. Right. Now, we scan at a hel- 100 milliseconds in reverse. Mm-hmm. And in that way, if there's any phrases that actually come through, that's pretty impossible for it to be radio frequency right. or anything else. Now, because we're in Halifax, we're going to get a lot of radio frequencies from all of the different stations. So, that's right. we only really credit anything that's relevant. Yeah. So, we'll give it a try and see if we hear anything.
1: We'll give it a try. Turn
0: it up a bit more and then we should be good to go. Uh, is there anything here with us? If you're in here, can you tell me your name? Can you say that again for me?
2: How many spirits are here with us right now? Is that radio? Yeah, there's a chance it might be radio coming through.
0: I heard something at one point.
2: I thought I heard four at one point.
0: Oh my god!
2: (laughs) Is there any male spears here with us?
0: Something said hello. Yeah. Uh, If you really want to impress us, could you uh, touch that bell? It's in the center of the table, and all you have to do is this. Would you rhyme if it when flying off the table? <laughs> I
1: would die. I don't suspect that the
2: spirits in here are that gutsy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's here with us right now?
1: It's weird because I hear like I I hear music coming through, but yeah. Then I hear the occasional little like
2: little, little, little yeah.
1: voice, yeah. You
0: know what we can do? This is also device that we use a lot of the time. It's a REM pod. Okay. And it's going to uh, it's something that spirits can communicate okay. through and with and what I can do is put it on this cable over here. Okay. And then what we'll do is actually a lot like uh, Darcy was saying with flashlights we'll investigate. We'll invite them to uh, touch it, to yeah. manipulate it in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So if that does anything over there, Yeah. We know that it might be something else. So if you are in here, can you go towards that
2: red light beside the candle? The equipment that you see here won't hurt you. It's just for us to communicate with you. Can you tell me your name? Jerry.
1: What? I thought it it was Jerry or Aaron.
2: It didn't sound like radio. No. That was a male voice. I thought it was Jerry.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, I have to not freak out. Like, (laughs) I need to, like, stay composed. I would not make it on your team. I'm too excitable.
2: (laughs) Is your name Jerry?
1: Is your name Aaron?
2: That's not my guess.
1: Oh my god.
0: Very close to here. Same voice popped up twice here. Who are you? That's all radio. Yeah. That's weird
2: because you can
1: definitely tell what's radio and what's not radio. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now the other device that we use and uh, different shows also use it, like uh, Ghost Adventures uses it, is uh, Echo Vox. Yes. Okay. Which okay. Uh, runs through any. App and it's basically loaded with uh, syllables and monosyllables that humans <gasps> teach in different language, and it all scans at different speeds. It's a lot like the uh, spear box that we were just using, but
2: um, uh, I heard the thing chirp. If you touch that, uh, can you please touch that again? If you want us to put the speaker box back on, just give that a touch and we'll put it back on for you. Do you want to talk to us? If you do, can you please touch that?
1: My cat is looking right at that fucking box right now.
2: <laughs> All you got to do is go close to that machine again. It won't hurt you.
1: That went off on, on its own, didn't it?
2: Yeah, it did, yeah. So when that
1: beeps like that, is that something?
2: Yeah, that's, putting, that's letting us know there's something in around that area that's setting that off. Who are we talking to?
0: You heard that, didn't you? What did he say? Hat man.
1: No! Oh, no, did you hear no,
0: that? No. I thought it was.
1: Hap. I thought he said "hap." I thought it was "hap" something, but "hat."
0: Did you hear that? Oh yeah. If you did say "hat," man, can you touch my arm?
2: Just go towards that red lady again, like you did the first time. Can you say Sarah's name?
0: Can you tell me your name?
1: Like Caroline,
0: it could have been. Yeah, yeah. like. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you say my name, Earl? Multiple voices. Send it like leave right now. Yeah. Why should we leave? Can you touch that device again on the coffee table?
1: is there someone named Aaron here
0: is there anything that you want to communicate to us pretty quiet but I can't explain why that would go off only is once.
1: that normal to have that many uh,
0: it can be yeah yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you want to say before we turn this off? Awesome. That's weird because there's no static like there is a ghost box. There's no static uh, loaded on this software. It's all mm. syllables and monosyllables. Right. So when we do hear that, we usually think that it's something trying to communicate. Mm. Right. And um, again, like at the time during investigations, we always... Uh, tell ourselves and other people too like a lot of the time you don't hear anything until you get it loaded on a computer with headphones and actually get to listen to it and uh, if you do want to go on an investigation with us and actually use all of the equipment sometime we can also uh you can be part of the editing process so you'll get the whole experience of what it's like to do this yes
1: please
0: ah we always, especially at events, tell people not to get too disappointed if they don't nope. notice anything or hear anything. Because a lot of the time, we will hear it in the editing phase where we're going over all of the evidence.
1: Should we take a quick just audio recording? Like, a, like we can even use these mics, maybe.
0: Yeah, sure. These I mean, will work perfectly. Yeah? Yeah. So should we just
1: ask some questions? Sure, um, sure. And you guys do your thing, because, I mean... I got tons of questions for ghosts, but <laughs> I, I I don't want to know if you've been seeing what I've been doing in this apartment or what, but um, I'm just going to be quiet and sit
0: back. What was that? Is that you, hear you the in the kitchen? Knocking? Stop. No, I did hear something. Where's your cat? I don't because know. that's the first thing I was wondering where cats so. are great for jumping up on stuff and making noise.
1: But the kitchen is where I've, like, stuff's happened in that kitchen.
0: Yeah, I heard her put two knocks.
1: Like, I'll be here with friends, and, like, that will just happen all of a sudden. We'll be like,
0: Okay, it it also could be someone in the hallway, but Mm -hmm. if you did, if you made a noise in the apartment, can you do that again for me? Can you blow one of the candles out? Or ring that bell? Touch Darcy or I? If you go close to this red light... It'll light up and make a noise like that. Can you do that for me? You turned it on there a little while ago. Can you do it again for us? And the That can be influenced by cell phone signal, but what I don't know... What I can't explain is why it would only do it once not and bad. not again. And it
1: did it when we turned off the...
0: Exactly. Oh, the so box. if it was cell phone signal, uh, like I'm sure all three of us have been getting... Updates like text messages, um, Facebook. Uh, right. So that should, I put it a little bit far away so it's not mm-hmm. right beside the phones. Mm-hmm. But if it was uh cell phone signal, it would be going off almost continually. You would think not just the one long tone where it didn't deviate at all. It just went for what
2: would you say, 15 seconds? Yeah, but so 15 that's a seconds. Long time. Yeah. I hope that then. So when I, when I started, was when I turned my back to put my speaker into my case. I heard it beep right quick. And then that's when I turned around. When I turned around, it was was completely up beeping right right off. And again, like, uh,
0: and for some reason, I thought it gets addictive because I think not every investigation, we find something. So when things do start happening, it's a big adrenaline rush. It's very exciting. Yeah. And, Uh, we, a lot of members have come and gone in my group, Mm -hmm. uh, just, they do think that we're going to get, uh, evidence everywhere and it just doesn't work that way.
1: You know what I would describe it as? It's like whale watching.
0: It almost, yeah, exactly. Like, um, it's completely random and sometimes Mm -hmm. you get really impressed and you get a real treat because this is why we're doing this is to get evidence and other times, it's uh, still fun because we're close knit groups and so we like hanging out yeah. together. Oh, yeah. But you leave thinking like, "Oh, that was quiet tonight." Yeah, and I don't think you and I have ever gotten down about that. It's always been just the enjoyment of the hobby and sharing it with other people, oh, you know, exactly, whether that's yeah. through our events or your podcast. Yeah, um, and you know if listeners or even you decide. You know I want to get involved with this, and I don't care if uh you know not every investigation has results. I mean those are the sort of people we're looking for that's
1: fascinating about just
0: it. people that are interested in joining a group for the long term. we don't really like people coming and going no, no yeah that's
1: not that's not what it's about but
0: uh yeah, just that people are interested in meeting uh I call us a pretty eclectic group of people. Yes. But, uh,
1: where can people find you so uh have a facebook page
0: uh yeah we're it? our page is uh paranormal investigations if they're on social media if they just go to haunted nova scotia uh mm-hmm. there's a couple smaller groups that have a few people mm-hmm. uh, that are also called haunted nova scotia but ours is 15,300 members yeah uh darcy and i are the administrators so people do want to join okay. and it's Taking a while, we close the group so that we can keep out all of the spam and crap like that. Yeah, so, uh, I thought we get a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. Then fake accounts and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. uh so children on price. the group. Yeah, <laughs> and and even worse than yeah. that, there's children on the group, and like the yeah. the ones that pop up, that then they start putting porn on there, and oh, it's just not something we want children to see. Yeah,
1: of course um, not.
0: But yeah, join Haunted at Nova Scotia, be patient with us. You'll get approved, obviously. Right. But uh, Darcy works, I go to school. So the good thing about it is it goes to her cell phone. So when we get a sec, we'll have a look to make sure you're not a fake account and we'll approve you. And exactly. it's a very safe place for people to share stories. So yes. uh I always tell people, um, if some if you post something and somebody starts mocking you, uh, you know, tag me instantly in it or Darcy mm-hmm. so that we get a notification and we can deal with the problem. I want this to be a place where people can share their stories and not be mocked. And if it's happened quite a bit, and every time that it does happen, the people that are harassing or mocking people get removed from the group. Instantly. They
1: get removed. And another one is the um, Maritime Paranormal. I think that's
0: the one that I'm in. I'm uh, Maritime it. Paranormal, that's run by Justin Wiswell and his wife Erin uh I don't know them I've talked to them quite a bit because all of the bigger groups um do communicate uh just you know what are you doing this season uh what are you guys up to and especially when we investigate the same places like maritime paranormals investigated uh a lot of the same places that we have we share information um I'm not I think right now maritime paranormal is taking a bit of a a break because uh none of us are getting paid to do this so a lot mm-hmm. of the time real life kicks in like oh, people 100%. have families and yeah. Yeah. school so right now i think maritime paranormal is uh they're they're just taking a step back and dealing with the real life stuff that comes up That's uh totally nothing bad. bad but they're just kind of you know taking, taking dealing stuff. with the real life and mm-hmm. everything like that and um yeah and but yeah they're a great group they're they have a wonderful website and yeah uh, I believe they're based mainly out of New Brunswick. So, any of your listeners, uh, oh, okay, yeah, oh. that are interested in that, then um, yeah. and uh, there's also another group in Cape Breton, Haunts from the Cape, okay. they're called, and they are primarily in Cape Breton. I believe they're working with CBC in Sydney for Halloween this year doing something, probably at the Fortress of Lewisburg. That's
1: unreal.
0: Yeah, so if any listeners are in the Cape Breton area and want to check them out, um, they're doing a lot of the same things that we are, and uh, in November we're going to start doing some investigating and holding some events, so...
1: I will stay in touch then. Damn. Yeah. And we
0: also have a clothing line. Uh, Darcy's yeah. wearing like I saw it. one like, of the shirts, I'm but so, uh, oh,
1: so yeah, cool. it's so cool, guys. Seriously, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank on. you for having us. This, having this was us. fantastic. Feel free to share this. I'll let you know when it's when it's ready. Yeah, definitely. Um, share it up. Use it as a way to, to get your audience engaged, you know, because yeah. stuff like this is super freaking cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, sure. uh,
1: people need to know about it, right?
0: That's right. And that's right. when we do, uh, you know, anything that comes up that you're available, you're definitely an honorary guest. So. Oh, I mean, oh, my God. That's yeah. so cool. And, you know, if we do get some stuff or if you notice stuff, then maybe it can be a second episode for your podcast. Maybe
1: you guys can come back. Maybe it can be like a bi-monthly.
0: There you go. That's yeah, right. we're always in the area and we never, we're always very happy to meet new people. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm,
1: I'm so glad. Cause when I, when I originally, essentially I had the idea to do this and I literally posted in, I think it, it was one of the groups, it might have been Haunted Nova Scotia. I don't remember where, but I was just like, I'm looking for a paranormal investigator that would be willing to do a podcast. And it was like, lot people just tagged you yeah. like, like it was just your name <laughs> yeah. and then you like they're like what's this about a podcast? it was perfect it was yeah it was i, I did not have to look hard and, to find you. so yeah, and, there you go
0: yeah exactly we're always and other members are always happy and other members of our group i should say are always happy to do stuff like this it's oh, yeah. uh it's a great hobby to get into uh and just in closing uh if you any of your listeners are uh, hardcore skeptics, uh, mm. we're always, we love skeptics. They keep us honest.
1: I want and,
0: yeah. you know, if somebody truly doesn't believe in this, then, uh, they can definitely come along with us sometime. And the worst thing that will happen is they might feel like they were validated because nothing happened. But again, I love meeting new people. I'm a journalism student. Yes. So I love the public,
2: I love talking to people, and 100%. We, uh, we seem to always change people's minds. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. There's always a believer or two that's uh, or a non-believer, I guess, is a non-believer or two that's always comes in, but by the end of the night, they're kind of like, well, you know, I don't really understand how to explain that, so, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know how to explain that. So, going from a non-believer to I'm real confused on how you did that, but with you not but, standing there, so... You
1: kind of chip away a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of my co-host, Court. That was me. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I wish it was. Oh, my heart...
1: My, my co-host Corey um, is a skeptic and I was like do you want because I kind of had a feeling you guys might be open to that I was like do you want to come on like it might be interesting like get, yeah. your, get your side get my side and he's like no nah, I should probably stay away he's like I, I'm a real he's a real skeptic so maybe next time we'll get him
0: to yeah up. definitely
1: um, but yeah this was great thank you guys so yeah, much yeah it was fun thank you so I'll find them you. on on Facebook and, and everything and be sure to reach out if you're interested and keep in touch and stay up to date with what these guys are doing sounds good
0: yeah. Happy Halloween there, everybody. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>